This podcast was first broadcast on Fresh FM, the top of the South community access radio station. For more information on Fresh FM, as well as links to other great local podcasts, go on our website freshfm.net or download the accessmedia.nz app. Hello and welcome to John's Media Show, where we'll talk about media and other stuff. Now before I get started on my review of Halloween Kills, I'd like to give a shout out to any friends or family that may be tuning in to listen to me today, and I hope you enjoy the show. And for any new listeners that may be tuning in to listen to me today, I'd like to talk to you about how I critique any sort of media. So how I critique any sort of media is based on its entertainment value. I look at the pros and cons. If the pros outweigh the cons, it will get a higher rating. If the cons outweigh the pros, it will get a low rating. If it's mediocre, the pros and cons will be about equal. And try and keep my reviews as spoiler-free as possible, but in some cases I do need to get into spoiler territory, since there may be a major part in my review. But I'll give you an estimated time of how long I'll be talking about spoilers, so people who don't want whatever I'm critiquing spoiled, don't get spoiled. I have two unique rating systems. The first is unique to whatever medium I'm critiquing. So for films, I use popcorns, because that's me what you eat when you go to the cinema. For video games, I use video game controllers, because that's me what you play video games with. And for TV shows, I use televisions, because that's me what you watch TV shows on. The second rating system is, because I'm a film collector, more specifically on Blu-ray, or of digital iTunes HD, I use this as a helpful guide for any other media collectors that may be tuning in to listen to me today. So at the bottom we have to skip it. This is where whatever I'm critiquing has no entertainment value whatsoever, not even it's so bad it's good, like Batman and Robin, that you can laugh at how ridiculous and over the top everything is. Rent it slash stream it is where, for example, if the film has come out recently in cinemas, and I think it's good, but not good enough for you to warrant your money, time, and potentially fuel, depending on where your local cinema is, and you could wait three or four months for it to come out on DVD, Blu-ray, or streaming services to rent it or stream it, then I say rent it slash stream it. See, it once is also using the same example where if the film has come out recently in cinemas and I think it's good enough for you to go see it once and then be done with it, then I say see it once. But the highest honor is obviously to buy it on Blu-ray. This is where whatever I'm critiquing has great entertainment value and you'll never get a tired of watching or playing the video game. So now we're heading into Halloween Kills.
was right, the boogeyman was real. It's over. We can't hurt anyone ever again. No one told you. Told me what? Somebody in there? Michael Myers is alive. <laughs> You had a knife in your stomach. You and Allison should not have to keep running. Evil dies tonight. I'm not just going to sit and watch another innocent person die. If you track Michael's victims, that's a straight line to Michael's childhood home. What do we do? We fight. Let's hunt him down. Michael Myers is flesh and blood, but a man couldn't have survived that fire. The more he kills, the more he transcends. Run! Go home now! He's the essence of evil. So this is a review for Halloween Kills. This is directed by David Gordon Green, who did the Halloween 2018 film. The screenplay is written by Scott Teams and Danny McBride and David Gordon Green. The cast stars Jamie Lee Curtis, Judy Greer, Andy Manichek, Will Patton, Thomas Mann and Anthony Michael Hall. The film received mixed reviews from critics. It stands at 47% on Rotten Tomatoes at the time of writing this review. The consensus reads, Halloween Kill should satisfy fans in search of brute slash of thrills. But in terms of advancing the franchise, it's a bit less than the sum of its bloody parts. With praise for the film's kills, references, and the performances, particularly from Jamie Lee Curtis, Judy Greer, and Andy Manichick. But criticism for its screenplay and direction. So the synopsis reads... The film, which begins precisely where the previous film end, ended, sees Strode and her family continuing to fend off Myers, this time with the help of the Haddonfield community. Not even Michael is safe from COVID, since to no one's surprise, the film got delayed as well as many others. In this case, it was delayed from 2020 to 2021. So was it worth the extra year? In my opinion, yes. The returning characters from John Carpenter's Halloween, the original Halloween, is a welcome sight for fans of the fan fans of the franchise though out of them anthony michael hall's tommy doyle is the best of the bunch hall commands the screen whenever he's around the rest of the returning characters are okay with robert longstring's lonnie being another honorable mention i agree with the critics that let jamie lee curtis playing laurie strode again judy greer playing karen nelson and andy manichek playing allison nelson also give effective performances. Though as many have said, the former is sidelined, though Curse's presence is still felt, and she has, still has some minimal scenes to boot. The kills are a lot more gruesome than the usual stuff we've seen in the franchise, akin to more Friday the 13th films than the slow build-up of John Carpenter's Halloween. Personally, it's a welcome change, but then again, I'm what you call gore hound. 
The writing for the film can be a hit or miss. As a review, I read stated, while Halloween 2018 focused on the trauma of Laurie Strode, Halloween Kills focuses on the trauma of Haddonfield. There is social commentary about mobs which don't really go anywhere interesting and which we've seen done in Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. Even the characters we come across as we see Michael's massacre are fun, albeit undeveloped, that have some insane performances. The expansion to um, Carpenter's Halloween through flashbacks is great especially since it develops a specific character which i won't mention in this review also the they replicate the cinematography and set design of the original halloween so you wouldn't really be able to know that you're watching a edited piece of film that's made to look like 1970 i think it's 1970s cameras the music composed again by john carpenter Cody carpenter and daniel davies is excellent the iconic Halloween theme has been changed slightly with a more operatic take on it. Simple but effective. The other compositions used in the film are also used well, with some tracks from Halloween 2018 uh, making a return. Michael's Legend, this was one of the three tracks that actually got released periodically before the, films, the film came out. It's a good example of simplicity but gets the point across. It's basically just a slow piano melody that conveys the tragedy of the scene it's played in. Personally, this is a worthy sequel to the direct sequel of the original. Since Halloween 2018, retcons basically erases Halloween 2, 3, 4, 5, basically all the sequels that most fans do not like and just made it so Halloween, the original Halloween only happened. If you're a fan of Halloween 2018, then I highly recommend going to see this. Four and a half popcorns out of five, see it once, slash buy it on Blu-ray. I'm John Scott, this is John's Media Show on Fish FM, and we're heading into music break. And I'll see you after the break.
And that was Lazarus, composed by James Newton Howard and Hans Zimmer, from the film score of Batman Begins. I'm John Scott, this is John's Media Show on Fresh FM, and we are now heading into a music break. And I'll see you after the break.
and that was Intimate, composed by Hans Zimmer from the film score of X-Men Dark Phoenix. So about the, the four minute mark? Yeah, about the four minute mark is where Magneto goes to his old helmet and puts it on and prepares himself to go um, kill Jean Grey. And the later half is him talking to Xavier um, and the ensuing fight between um, Magneto's group and Xavier's group. Culminating in Magneto um, um, bringing a train up from underground using his powers blocking the entrance to um, where Jean is so no one can disturb him I'm John Scott this is John's Media Show on Fish FM and we're heading into a music break and I'll see you after the break
and that was Frame Shift, composed by Hans Zimmer from the film score of X-Men Dark Phoenix. So, I know vaguely when this is played, but I do know that about... Um, 5.55 is when Quicksilver is trying to, um, stop Jean Grey. That's, um, many people on the, on the YouTube video of Frameshift have pointed that out. Like, you just came here for 5.55. Um, because most people remember that from the Dark Phoenix movie where, um... Um, he tries to stop Gene, but uh, if I'm not mistaken, that Gene, he's running on panels that um, are moving, um, that are being, I think, are broken, that are going near Gene. But all Gene does is just um, th- um, remove, like, m- use her telekinesis uh, abilities to um, throw them out of the way, so he has got nothing to run on aside from air. So as you can imagine. Um, he doesn't. He gets very badly injured because I don't. Yeah, he's got he's got super speed, but not um, super strength or endurance and the like. I'm John Scott. This is John's Media Show on Fish FM, and we're heading back into a music break, and I'll see you after the break.
and that was Halloween Triumphant. Composed by John Carpenter, Cody Carpenter, and Daniel Davies from the film score of Halloween 2018. So this is played in the end credits of Halloween 2018. Welcome back to John's Media Show, where I talk about media and other stuff. Now, unfortunately, that's all the time we have for this session today. But I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in to listen to me today. Because otherwise, I'd just be in a room filled with computers, a control panel, speaking into a microphone, all by myself. If you'd like me to critique anything, please go to freshfm.net, We can go to our Facebook page and leave me the post via the visitors posts with the recommendation and the hashtag John's Media Show. If I make a recommendation, I'll give a shout out to whoever did so. Don't forget to listen to podcasts cars created right here and the top of the south through freshfm.net and the accessmedia.nz app where you can find my show and many others i hope all your christmas and new year if i'm not mistaken is going great and you got really good presents and i hopefully um uh, So I hope you've all had a um, are having a wonderful New Year's, um, and you hopefully celebrated um, New Year's Eve um, with your friends and family or, and loved ones. I'm John Scott. This is John's Media Show on Fish FM, and I hopefully see you all next time. Bye bye. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this podcast available by funding the Access Media Project. Other great podcasts from Fresh FM are available through the accessmedia.nz app or our website freshfm.net.